Nebraska beat Indiana, Alabama beat Arkansas, Michigan beat Iowa, and Missouri got a moral victory over Georgia. So all in all, I consider this week an all-around win. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Columbia, Missouri. And last week definitely lived up to the hype. There was a lot of fun games, a lot of games I didn't expect to be fun. I didn't get to watch nearly as many as I wanted to because I was at the Georgia-Missouri game, but that's an experience I wouldn't trade for the world. That was a ton of fun. So let's go ahead and jump right into the games from this past week, starting off with uh, UCLA versus Washington. So UCLA is for real. Um, this game was not nearly as close as it looked. Um, UCLA didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. UCLA was up 40-16. to 16. They let Washington come back a little bit. But DTR went crazy. Uh, threw for 315, three touchdowns. Ran for another 53 and another touchdown on the ground. Uh, UCLA is the real deal. Um, this team is definitely living up to the preseason hype I had for them. That South Alabama win is looking better and better every week as the Jags just keep winning. They got a big test this weekend against Utah. We'll see what they can do. Next was uh, Texas Tech at Kansas State. Two very evenly matched teams. Didn't get to watch nearly as much of this game as I wanted to. But Kansas State really did control the game for the most part. Both quarterbacks had good numbers. Um, Donovan Smith threw a couple picks, which definitely was a problem. But Kansas State got a good, comfortable win, 37-28, to advance to 4-1 and and remain unblemished in conference play. Huge for them. Kentucky at Ole Miss. Ole Miss kind of exposed Kentucky here. A couple late turnovers did not bode well. For the Wildcats, a couple fumbles. A pretty uh, smash-mouth game. But Ole Miss continues to just keep beating up on people. They're 5-0. and They got a tough stretch coming. They got Vanderbilt this week, but once they get into that slate with Alabama and Arkansas and Mississippi State to close out the year, we're going to get a lot of answers about the Rebels. But they're still completely unblemished. Oregon State at Utah. I don't think the headline here is Oregon State is bad. A lot of people have slapped that headline on. I think Utah just has taken that Florida loss personally. They've continued to roll over people. Since they lost to Florida, the least they've scored in a game is 34 points. And the most they've let up in a game was 16 to Oregon State. They're beating up on people badly. Um, they got a huge game this weekend against UCLA, which I think will be a ton of fun. One of, if not the game of the week, in my opinion. But watch out, the Utes are coming. Wake Forest at Florida State. A lot of people have written off Florida State after this loss. Just don't. Please, seriously. Florida State's good. Wake Forest is good. Both of these teams are good. I think Clemson's just really good, which is aggravating me. But whatever. I mean, Wake Forest definitely did have a, a chokehold over this game the whole time. But, I mean, both quarterbacks played well. Both teams played well. Jordan Travis went for almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. Florida State is a good team. And Wake Forest, it was... The second or third best team in their schedule. I mean, looking at the rest of their schedule, the I feel like the floor for them is 8-4. and four. I mean, they got NC State, which is probably a loss. Clemson, which will probably be a loss. Georgia Tech, Miami, which I think will be Miami. Syracuse, which is a fun game to look at. ULL and Florida, which will both be wins. Uh, Florida State is looking to have a good season still. Don't write them off completely yet. Arkansas at Al or I'm sorry, Alabama at Arkansas. This game was weird. Alabama was up 28 to nothing, and then they were up 28 to 23, and then they were up 49 to 26. Bryce Young did go out, but Jalen Milrow did pretty okay for himself. I mean, 
65 yards and a touchdown, four for nine, not great. I mean, I'm not going to like sugarcoat it and say he did amazing, but he ran for 91 yards too, got a touchdown on the ground. He did okay for his first game. Arkansas may be a little bit worse than expected, but I wouldn't completely write them off yet either. They got a really tough stretch, Mississippi State and the BYU next. I don't think they'll be as good as last year, but they're definitely still a respectable team. Oklahoma State at Baylor. This was a huge win for the Cowboys. I'm going to say something about Baylor that I've said about the last two teams. It is bothering me that people are writing off teams very, very quickly this year. It feels like I've been guilty of this earlier in the season as well, but I feel like people have completely given up on the Bears. The Bears have lost to two of the best teams in the country in BYU and Oklahoma State. These are good teams they've lost to. They really haven't played a good opponent. All their opponents have been either really bad or really great. Iowa State's really the only good team they've played, and they won on the road. They got Kansas in a couple weeks. Um, West Virginia this week, or I'm sorry, not this week, next week. They got a bye week to kind of get things figured out, but Oklahoma State looks good. Um, their defense is playing solid. This was their first real test. They got another big game against Texas Tech this weekend, and then TCU in a couple weeks. Uh, Kansas State at the end of October, or I'm sorry, Kansas at the beginning of October. No. Oh my gosh, Kansas at the beginning of November, Kansas State at the end of October. Those are words I was trying to speak. Anyways, Oklahoma State looks good. 36-25, good win for the Cowboys. Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State at Kansas. That's the other way around. Iowa State's kicker kind of sold the game for them, but Kansas is just continuing to win. This wasn't really a pretty win, um, but Iowa State definitely has some special teams problems. This should have been... This should have been 14 to 10. Um, the two-point conversion wasn't even supposed to happen. It was off of a, a, a screwed-up snap for um, an extra point. They shanked a not too bad field goal, if I'm remembering the length right. I mean, Kansas is just continuing to do what they need to do. Iowa State, I think, has a couple problems they need to figure out. They're still a solid team. I think they're better than I expected. But they got a couple things they got to do still. Um, completely lost my train of thought. NC State at Clemson. Clemson is looking good, and I rank them number one for a reason. They have the best resume. I mean, that's really it. Um, I wasn't high on this team coming into the season at all, but they beat a good Wake Forest team and a great NC State team, a team that a lot of people thought were going to go to the playoffs. Georgia Tech one look, looks a little bit better now. Um, they got a they got a game. This weekend against Boston College, they'll kill them. But Clemson looks good. Um, DJ Uyunglele has looked very good these last two weeks. He's really saved his draft stock. I'm impressed with the Tigers. So, a couple other notable games I want to talk about. Purdue at Minnesota. Purdue continues to be the spoiler makers. Go on the road and beat 21st ranked Minnesota. The last undefeated team in the Big Ten West. Huge win for Purdue. And... Definitely a team I think I threw to the wayside a little too quickly, especially with their two losses coming off miracle plays to undefeated Penn State and undefeated Syracuse. Purdue was definitely still a contender in the West. Uh, Illinois at Wisconsin. I thought that Illinois was going to win this game. Oh, my gosh. This was, I mean, brutal. 34-10. First of all, put some respect on Illinois' name. Like, this was this was a good win. I don't think that Paul Chris should have been fired. I think that was a terrible, terrible move. Paul Christ has been a great coach one of the best coaches in wisconsin history you take one bad loss and you just throw him to the wolves midseason that i mean 
And we didn't even know if Illinois is that bad of a team. They're four and one. I mean, they have two power five wins, a good a win over a respectable Wyoming. That loss to Indiana isn't great, but man, I mean, just and Chase Brown is one of the best. I mean, one of the best. Um, oh my gosh, running backs. Why did that take so much brain power to think of? One of the best running backs in the country. I mean, uh, this is not as bad of a loss as I think people think, and I think this is going to come back to bite Wisconsin in a major, major way. Fresno State at UConn. Um, UConn won a football game, so that that's what. Um, that Fresno State win no longer looks good for Oregon State or USC. This is a bad loss for Fresno State. I don't know what happened. I'm aware Kalen DeBoer left, but my goodness, this is... Uh, not pretty. Uh, Georgia at Missouri. What? Missouri was one of the biggest underdogs of the weekend. 30-point underdog and, like, went nuts. Harrison Mevis, like, took that shanked field goal against Auburn. Personally, went 5-for-5, five five, including a 55-yarder. I mean, we're up 16-3 to three at one point. They just... Missouri just couldn't slow down Georgia at the end. But there's, I mean, first of all, Missouri's defense is borderline elite. They've looked good. Um, I'm aware they got beaten down pretty heavily by Kansas State, but a lot of that was from turnovers. Their offense is bad. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Cody Schrader and Nathaniel Pete played solid games, um, but they still only got 102. I mean, Georgia almost lost to a team that couldn't even put up 300 yards. Like, Georgia or Missouri's special teams definitely got things fixed from the Auburn game. Their defense looks great. Their offense definitely needs work. But there's blood in the water for Georgia. And that that prediction that I had early season of Georgia starting out 8-0 and then dropping three states to Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky is very, very on the table again. So as far as the playoff eliminator goes... Uh, we came into this week with 42 teams left vying for a spot. I think I made an error. I don't think I knocked out Purdue correctly. Uh, but we come into this upcoming week with 31 left. They're dropping like flies. In the SEC, the conference came into this week with nine teams left and walked out with seven. Auburn took their second loss of the year at home to LSU. And Arkansas, as we talked about, lost to Alabama. Alabama, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Tennessee are still all undefeated. LSU, Mississippi State, and Kentucky still have one loss. Kentucky, as I talked about, lost to Ole Miss. Big Ten came into this week with, hold on, math is hard, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams left vying for playoff spot. Iowa lost to Michigan, and Rutgers lost to Ohio State. Minnesota took their first loss of the year, but they're still alive. Minnesota, Illinois, and Maryland all have one loss. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State are undefeated. The Big 12 got absolutely raided this week. Came into this week with seven teams. Walk out with three. Oklahoma got railroaded by TCU, which, like, I... Did I not have that on my top games list? Okay, I did. I just didn't talk about it. What? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how I completely missed this. What? First of all, Max Duggan should have been starting all year. Like, I, when I saw Chandler Morris was in, I was confused. But what? Like, I did not think TCU was going to be anything at all this year. I mean, Oklahoma got stomped. 55-24? to 24. What? TCU was the real deal this year i know that oklahoma is probably not that great of a team but 55 points my goodness sorry continuing oklahoma state tcu and kansas are all still undefeated there are no one loss teams left in the big 12 
Pac-12 came into this week with eight teams left and walk out with six. Oregon State and Cal took their second losses of the year to Utah and Washington State. Oregon, Washington, Washington State, and Utah all have one loss. USC and UCLA are undefeated. The ACC came into this week with eight teams left and walk out with seven. Pitt got upset by Georgia Tech at home. Duke, North Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, and Florida State all have one loss. NC State losing to Clemson and Florida State losing to Wake Forest. Clemson and Syracuse are undefeated. In the Independence, BYU still just has that one loss, and I'm keeping them alive for now, but they did have an ugly game against um, Utah State. The, AC, the AAC Mountain West, MAC, and CUSA are all knocked. The only group of five team left is Coastal Carolina, who won on a miracle against Georgia Southern. They are undefeated. So moving over to this week's games, um, the first one I want to talk about is the 11 a.m. kickoff college game day game. TCU at Kansas, um, an undefeated matchup in the Big 12. I don't think anyone would have predicted this to be an undefeated matchup in the Big 12. These two teams were going to be bottom feeders in my preseason rankings. Um, I think I had Kansas at 8 and TCU at either 9 or 10. These two teams I did not think were going to be very good at all. Um, this is going to be a great game. I'm excited to see what happens. But I'm going to ultimately roll with TCU. Um, Kansas has looked good. They have won games impressively. They've beaten some solid teams, but that Oklahoma win is huge for TCU, and TCU has been, I mean, racking up points in a, a major way. They dropped, again, 55 on Oklahoma. The least they've scored in a game this year is 38. 38. That's impressive. And they've just, they've looked solid. Max Duggan has looked great. I think this is going to be a f super fun game. But I think TCU ultimately walks out of this game unblemished. Tennessee at LSU. LSU's in this weird spot where I, on one hand, feel like they're worse than their record shows. But on the other hand, I feel like they're being overhated by the media. Because 4-1, I don't think they're going to be a team that reflects a 4-1 winning percentage at the end of the year. I don't think they're going to be 9-3. Is that the math? Something like that. 80% of their wins. Something like that. But at the same time, I think they deserve to be ranked higher than they are. Um, again, they're 4-1. They beat Mississippi State, so they should at least be ranked higher than them. Their only loss was by a point to Florida State. They don't have any other real impressive wins, but this is where we get a lot of answers. Tennessee, I think, has looked great. Hendon Hooker's been putting up Heisman numbers. But Death Valley is a tough place to play. Um, this is going to be a difficult game for LSU. Is it, is it not a night game? That's a travesty. The fact this isn't a night game is just a crime against humanity. It's at 11 in the morning, which I don't miss. I, how people are riding the streets about this, I'm not sure. But I think Tennessee does go on the road and get a huge win here, knocking off a ranked opponent for the second time this year on the road, third time this year overall. This would be a huge win for them. And I think um, with the bye week to prep, they get a good win here. Texas versus Oklahoma. Texas has not looked great. Not going to lie, they're 3-2. and two. Beat West Virginia, good win. UTSA, good win. Oklahoma has looked really bad. Like, really bad. They got some cupcake wins at the beginning of the season. But the second they got into conference play, it did not look good for them. And Texas's only losses were by combined four points to Alabama and Texas Tech. Some solid teams. I got to roll with Texas here. Um, 
I know Oklahoma's won the last few, but the theory that Oklahoma somehow owns Texas is super flawed. Um, two of the times Oklahoma made the playoffs, Texas beat them. They consistently play them close. I mean, in 2019, Texas was 8-5. and five. Oklahoma went to the playoffs, and it was a, a grudge match. Last year, Oklahoma was a 10-win team. Texas was a 5-win team, and it went down to the wire. I'm going to roll Texas here. Utah at UCLA. Preseason, I said this the game would be an undefeated matchup, and UCLA would win. Now, it's not an undefeated matchup. UCLA is about as good as I expected, if not better. Utah's a little bit worse. Here we are. While I think Utah's still a very good team, and this could be the Pac-12 championship, as much as I hate to admit it, I think this is where the Utes' playoff hopes stop. I think that they're a great team. I think they're a playoff-caliber team. I'm excited for the playoff to get expanded, but that Florida loss is going to hurt them on their resume, as good of a team as they are. I think UCLA has the firepower, has the home field advantage. I think they get a good win here and pull up a minor upset. Give me UCLA. Auburn at Georgia. A good rivalry game. I put this on here because of both of these teams performed about the same against Missouri. Um, but I think the Missouri team that Georgia played was much different than the one that Auburn played. This is where we get a lot of answers about Auburn. Um, they're 3-2. and two. They got blown out by an undefeated Penn State, and their only other loss is to a on paper, solid LSU team. If Auburn can compete, this would be great. Um, great for Harson, great for his spot. And this is where we also learn if Georgia can run with the SEC, frankly. I mean, they've struggled, really struggled. I'm not sure if Georgia covers. I don't think Georgia covers. I mean, they're 30-point favorites right now. But I'm going to roll with the Bulldogs. Kansas State at Iowa State. This was a toss-up game for me, but preseason I had Iowa State pulling off an upset over Kansas State and not much has changed Kansas State while they're ranked um their resume doesn't look as good as it once did um the Oklahoma win is not as huge as it looked when it happened and Iowa State they have two good losses an undefeated Kansas team and a solid Baylor team being at home I think it's going to be an ugly game, frankly. I don't think it is going to be good. But Iowa State's defense has looked respectable. Um, I mean, they've only allowed they've only allowed more than 14 in one game, and that was to Baylor. So I think they, at home, pull off a small upset and take down Kansas State. South Carolina at Kentucky. Preseason, I said that South Carolina would start 1-2. and two. And then they would win the SEC East. A lot of people freaked out when South Carolina started out poorly. Started out looking not good. They've looked better. Granted, their opponents have been South Carolina State and Charlotte, but they've outscored those two teams 106-30. to Their first game was against Georgia State, a team that is worse than Charlotte, 35-14. to South Carolina's improved. They really have. Kentucky, on the other hand, has not looked as great as I thought they'd be. Florida win looked good at the time, but it doesn't look that great anymore. Northern Illinois win looks awful after that Ball State game. They completely fell apart against Ole Miss. I think South Carolina goes on the road here and pulls off an upset to launch themselves back into the SEC conversation. They're going to need Georgia to drop three games if they want a shot. That's a big ask. But I think South Carolina is ready to run with the best of them. 
and I think the Gamecocks win here. BYU versus Notre Dame. I don't understand why Notre Dame is favored here. Yes, they had a bye week. That's cool, but they haven't looked great. Um, they ripped through North Carolina, but North Carolina doesn't have a defense. They barely beat Cal. BYU, on the other hand, their one loss is to a good Oregon team, like a really good Oregon team. They've had a couple struggles. I'll give them that, but they've been better than Notre Dame. It's a neutral site game, too. It's in Vegas. That's a lot closer to BYU than it is to Notre Dame. Yeah, give me the Cougars here. I don't understand this. Washington State at USC. Um, look, maybe it's just my like annoyance and hatred towards USC, but I'm going to go with Washington State here. Um, first of all, whenever these team, two teams play, it always seems like the team that's not supposed to win wins. In 2018, Washington State was 11-2. and USC was 5-7. and USC won that game in 2017, I think it was. USC won the Pac-12 South, I think. No, it was 20... Hold on. It was 2016 or 17. I think it was 2016 when they won the Pac-12. I think they won the Pac-12 outright. And Washington State was mediocre. Washington State won. Last year, Washington State was a couple points away from winning the Pac-12 North. USC was a bottom feeder in the conference. And USC won. It always goes this way. Plus, USC, despite the the great start against some bad opponents, has sputtered. The Oregon State win is solid, but they needed a late touchdown to win that game. They did not put away Arizona State in the way they should have. It took a couple late touchdowns. Washington State, on the other hand, has looked solid. Um, they had a slow start against Idaho, but they won on the road and beat Wisconsin, which, yes, Wisconsin's not good, but that's a hostile environment. That's just for the sake of environment, a good win. Colorado State was a blowout. They did choke against Oregon. I'll give them that. But they beat down pretty heavily on a Cal team that I don't think is horrible. They've played in more hostile environments than this. As good as USC is, the Coliseum is not a hostile environment right now. This is an under-the-radar matchup, and I think Washington State goes on the road and hands USC their first L of the year. Florida State at NC State, our sole playoff eliminator game of the season, I think this is going to be a very fun game. The fact it's a night game makes me very happy. And I'm going to roll with NC State here. Um, their one loss is to Clemson. Florida State's one loss is to a team that lost to Clemson. NC State, I still think, is looking for a shot at the playoffs. They're going to need Clemson to slip up a couple times. But they still want it. Um, Florida State, I don't think their horizon is as broad. I think they just want a good season. Um, but being at home... Coming off of both these teams coming off a loss, I think it's going to be a very competitive match, but I think NC State comes out with a win in the end. A couple games I want to highlight for upset alerts. First of all, Missouri at Florida. Um, were we not watching the game last weekend where Missouri took like Georgia down to the wire? Florida hasn't looked good since week one. They beat Utah and then forgot how to play football, lost to Kentucky, struggled badly against South Florida lost to Tennessee, and then played Eastern Washington. Maybe it was a fluke, but Missouri got things fixed against Georgia. They consistently have Florida's number, and Florida's an 11-point favorite. I know I don't... I'm not only putting Florida on alert, I'm putting them as a loss. Middle Tennessee at UAB. I'm not sure what to make of... MTSU yet. Their two losses are to solid teams, James Madison and UTSA, and they went on the road and like curb stomped Miami. 
UAB, they're two and two. I'm not really sure what to make of them either. UAB is a 10 point favorite. Definitely a game to watch, to be wary of. Coastal Carolina at Louisiana Monroe. I had, coming into the season, I had Coastal starting out four and one, Louisiana Monroe starting out one and four. And I still had ULM winning this game. Both of these teams have looked better, but I still have Louisiana Monroe winning this game. Coastal has sputtered in a couple of their games. Um, they didn't beat Gardner-Webb impressively. They didn't beat Buffalo impressively. They had to have a miracle hurdle touchdown to beat um, Georgia Southern. ULM has a couple wins under their belt. Um, two of their losses are to Power 5 teams. It's at home. Coast, or I'm sorry, ULM pulled off three double-digit upsets last year. I think they do the same here. 14 and a half points. Give it to me. Give me give me the Warhawks here. Oregon at Arizona. Arizona is another team I'm not sure really sure what to make of yet. They're three and two, but their losses are to Cal and Mississippi State. Their wins aren't against great aren't against great teams. San Diego State, Colorado, North Dakota State is probably their best win. It's at home. This is a big game for them. Arizona's known been known to play Oregon pretty well the last few years. Arizona's looked good. Um Definitely could cause some chaos here as an 11-point underdog. Finally is Wisconsin at Northwestern. Um, this was, in my book, a, a very easy win for Wisconsin. Then they fired their head coach. First game on the road against a Big Ten opponent. I know Northwestern's bad, but like Wisconsin really hasn't done much to prove they're going to be much better, frankly. Um yeah, honestly, not only on upseller, give me Northwestern here. They're a 10-point underdog. They have a head coach. I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> that's something that Wisconsin doesn't really have. They they promoted their defensive coordinator to interim, but defense also gave up 34 points last week. Northwestern played Penn State close, 17-7. to Like, I think Northwestern wins this game. Um, so moving on to my game day picks for week seven. Um, first of all, the slate this week is incredible, truly incredible. Second of all, these three games that I've picked out, there's a high probability that they are all three undefeated matchups. So yeah, third overall pick Oklahoma state at TCU. Two 5-0 teams, potentially, if they both win this week. Huge game with Big 12 implications. The only thing that could prevent this is the fact that they just saw TCU play. Second, Alabama at Tennessee. Probably the biggest third Saturday in October ever. Or at least in a long time. Both these teams most likely will be undefeated. The big question mark is Tennessee. But if these two teams are undefeated, Knoxville is going to be rocking. Number one, though, is Penn State at Michigan. This feels like, um, how do I even word this? This is a battle for who gets to play in the Big Ten East Championship. Whoever wins this gets to go at Ohio State's head. This will be a top 10 matchup, and whoever wins this game, if they can beat Ohio State, will be in the Big Ten Championship. No questions asked. Well, it's possible that they can choke, but... This is a huge game. Penn State has looked better than I expected. Um, but yeah, this is this could be fun. So as far as my picks went last week, I'm at 44 and 19, 70%. Not terrible. Wish I could be doing better. I think I'm sitting at about uh, 78% on the year. 
76% on the year. That's worse than I wanted it to be. But we're hoping to get better. A lot of my big game picks were right. Um, if you guys have seen, I've done a little bit of work with ECU Orbit. Great account. Follow him on Instagram. Um, my picks for the big games were 9 and 4. We'll see how the SMU-UCF game goes tomorrow. But that was my big problem. Was I was getting a lot of games right, but some of my big games weren't great. But had a good record this week. So, yeah, those are my picks for this week. I'm excited for a fun week of college football. So, yeah, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Kelly, recording, as always, from the center of college football, signing out.